Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, Ukraine begins to rebuild its navy. Russia wiped out Ukraine's navy with its attacks in 2014 and in the current war. And now Russia's blocking Ukraine's critical grain exports through the Black Sea. Ukraine's struggling to rebuild its navy and to fight back. And NPR's Greg Myrie got a ride on one of its few boats. I'm on a Ukrainian naval boat in the Dnipro River just off Kyiv. It's only 34 feet long and it carries just a few sailors, but it packs a punch. We have a machine guns, uh, we have a grenade launchers. Mihailo is a naval officer on board and, like most military members, gives just one name. I would say that this is a classic uh, Riva Petrel boat, one of those uh, you've seen in the uh, Francis Ford Coppola movies. He says, think apocalypse now with an updated boat. The U.S. has provided about a dozen of these vessels because Russia seized or destroyed much of Ukraine's navy when it first invaded in 2014. Russia largely finished off the navy at the start of its full-scale invasion last year. Ukraine is starting to rebuild with these patrol boats. But Russia's control of the Black Sea means Moscow can keep Ukraine from exporting its abundant grain. And since July 17th, that's exactly what Russia's been doing. Here's the commander of Ukraine's Navy, Vice Admiral Alexei Nishpapa, speaking to sailors. We have to break Russia's control. The sea is free for everyone, and we will make it so, as it should be, free for all countries. Grain exports are critical to Ukraine's economy and to the food supply in countries throughout Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Without Ukraine's exports, Global grain prices are on the rise. The Russians have threatened to sink these civilian bulk carriers. I believe that's egregious. James Fogo is a retired U.S. admiral. But what can you do about it when you don't have a significant naval presence in the Black Sea? That's a problem. It seems hard to believe now, but the Russian and Ukrainian naval fleets operated side by side in Crimea's port of Sevastopol from the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 until Russia seized Crimea in 2014. The following year, 2015, Fogo went to Ukraine for NATO-Ukrainian naval exercises in Odessa, Ukraine's other big Black Sea port. We tried to uh, assist the Ukrainians with rebuilding their navy. It was a big exercise. It grew to a very big exercise, very successful, lots of allies and partners. But when Russia invaded last year, Ukraine scuttled its last warship rather than risk it being captured by Russia. Like a knife to the heart, can you imagine a presidential order from President Zelensky to the commanding officer to scuttle the flagship of the Ukrainian Navy? That must have been really, really tough. He says Ukraine will never be free of Russian domination without some sort of Black Sea fleet. But it can't truly rebuild with the war ongoing. So Ukraine is resisting from land. Last year, a Ukrainian missile, fired from the mainland, sank the Russian flagship in the Black Sea, the Moskva. Again, Ukraine's naval chief, 
Vice Admiral Nishpapa. The Russian aggressor thought they could rule freely in the Black Sea, but they were wrong. Since then, Russia's navy has been wary of getting too close to the coast and Ukrainian missile range. This caution created enough space for Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky to venture out recently to Snake Island, a tiny outpost 20 miles off Ukraine's Black Sea coast. Zelensky made the risky trip in a small inflatable boat. His only apparent protection? A couple of other small inflatable boats. Back on the Dnipro River in Kyiv, the commander of the patrol boat, Anton, explains why he's here after 20 years on the high seas where he worked on massive commercial ships. Uh, I was just a merchant captain. I was a captain of a big vessel, bulk carrier. I was in the United States of America lots of time. His favorite place to work is Alaska, he says, summer or winter. Now, he only wants to be in Ukraine. I always can find a job. I can find other vessel, but I cannot find another motherland. I have only one Ukraine. So right here, right now, is the best place to be. Though it wouldn't hurt if Ukraine got some bigger boats. Greg Myrie, NPR News, on the Dnipro River in Ukraine. Our podcast is produced by Greg Dixon and edited by Nishant Dehia. I'm Christine Arasmith. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. (laughs) Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom-scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.